And while we uh, mentioned season two, I just want to say this is probably like the one season where like they're the least charmed one. Mm -hmm. Like them like being the charmed ones factor in the least. That's true. I didn't think about that. You know, that is a really good point. I earlier someone had tweeted, um, they were asking, like, what's your favorite season for each of the sisters? And season two was my favorite for Prue and for Phoebe. And now that you say that, it's so interesting because they are not really like the charmed ones in that season. Everyone is sort of doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And like, they don't really need the power three yeah. to vanquish anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was only used like a couple of times in the season. Yeah, yeah, like even some of the times where they would like the I mean, obviously, the first episode is kind of a you know power three centric thing, but even that yeah. felt less like them connecting as the charmed ones and them connecting as sisters, which I can appreciate. Even in um morality bites, like they didn't necessarily have to use the power three to get to the future. I mean, I'm sure they did, but it wasn't like they said it together, they said it, you know, kind of in pieces yeah. and then but oh 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 so now that you say that like in the future how strong do you think the power of three was it, it had to be pretty strong mm -hmm. had to be incredibly strong mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. I probably know, to the point where they didn't even need to be in the same place probably yep i feel like they found a way to make it work in different locations mm-hmm I think it was it was strong enough that they eliminated all the powerful players where they just turned to personal gain because they neutralized all the threats that they faced. So it was like, oh, personal gain time. You know, that's interesting. Like the source gone. Mm-hmm. Cause I kind of feel like that's what actually happened. Because like in season five, I mean I think that's why we get to see them go on so many. That's why they really start feeling like roommates in season five. There wasn't a threat anymore. There wasn't the source. Mm -hmm. They didn't have, you know, until really season like seven, they didn't have a, a, a villain. Right. But yeah, it, it, you know, like I think that is apparent, you know, what, what happened in their powers grew. And I kind of wonder, like outside of random demons. With their powers being as strong as they were, like what were they? Let me, let me kind, of, kind of like, what else can you do? Like, Prue can destroy an entire room with the wave of a hand. Piper can, you know, make birds stop miles away from her. And then Phoebe is up here electrocuting people with their emotions and all this and that. Like, if you told me I was going up against the Charmed Ones where two of them were that powerful, I would definitely think twice about it. Right. And one of them can freeze a lot of stuff. Let me stop. But no, I, I, but her, her freezing power there, it was it was legit. It was. <laughs> it was. I guess like, I just throw shade at it because it's like I'm not, I mean it's fun shade. I'm not like actually being like huh. I mean, but it's like how far can you take a power like that? You know the way that they presented it to us with it being molecule based like and in that moment where Piper really didn't know how to control it 
you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure if we actually had gotten that version of Piper, I'm sure she had a lot of other abilities, what those abilities may be. I don't know. Maybe she could. I feel like the only reason I say she might not be able to blow things up in that future is because I think she probably would have blown something up before she would have frozen it. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't make sense. I don't think uh, budget-wise, power-wise, to have Prue's future power and Piper's future power, it just... It I don't does. know how they could sustain that money-wise, knowing what well, we now know been. about the budget. Yeah, they wouldn't have mm-hmm. been able to. I think, for, I think story-wise, I could see both of them existing at the same time it, it, without, you know, without budget constraints, of course. But, um, and the reason I say that is, is I feel like the Charmed Ones are such powerful witches and those versions of them were even more powerful. So it would make sense that each one would be formidable on her own. Like, you know, Prue can destroy whatever she wants with the wave of a hand. Phoebe's power has grown to the point where she can literally, you know, unalive somebody. And then Piper can freeze people. And it's like, I would just assume that she would have a have like some advanced version of it because I've seen a lot of discourse lately about like why Patty and Grams didn't have a second power or whatever else they were supposed to be so powerful and I'm like I think we're kind of comparing apples to oranges here because yes mm-hmm. they are more power or supposedly because each generation gets more powerful they are more powerful than the generations that came before them um i don't think it's fair to compare them to the charm ones yeah well, everyone's more everyone's more powerful than patty we can start there yeah i just about to say hey baby somebody yeah, she definitely broke that broke that trend Okay, somebody. No, I don't know about down so- one day. That Patty was more powerful. That Patty was more powerful than Penny. When I tell you that somebody Maybe two Patties and two Pennies. Well, child, you know what? I got blo- I done got blocked over Phoebe before, so I mean, I was shocked. I didn't. It can't be Penelope, her. Denise. Can't be her. Nah, Denise. Not Denise. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a bad, bad woman right there. Not her. The the source never came into her house. Mm-hmm. I you really think- look at the book it blows my mind that like there's no mention of the source ever trying grams ever and he's been around forever well and with the well, with the way that the Warren witches were apparently like revered in the magical community I would have thought that the source would have attacked him at some point I mean if they're doing good like that to the point where their family line is like a famed line of witches you would think that at some point the source would have attacked him. And, you know, because yeah. you can kind of get around, like, knowing him knowing that the Warren line would uh, accumulate in the uh the Charmed Ones, even though I don't feel like... I feel like he should know that, but I can get away with him not, but I feel... I don't know. Wait, mm-hmm. if only because the manor is sitting over the Nexus. Yes. You think- yes. Like, you would think that would be an important factor. And it's like, none of them would have had the power to fight the source off. Like, if he had attacked them directly, there's nothing any yeah. of them individually could have done. He almost took He could have killed. Yeah. He could have killed Grimms easily. He definitely would have killed Patty. I mean, we all could have did that. <sighs> I mean, well, I mean, well, that did happen. 
When, <laughs> I just got when just Patricia, got turned on the hose. When Piper went back to the past and Patricia sat up in that bed and said, demons. And then she covered her to twas. And then she froze the demon. I said, okay, pa- baby, this ain't the time for me. <laughs> like, just freeze. Like, dead little moment. A demon would have killed kill. her. A demon would have killed her just that fast. Just that quick. You said that little moment. What? That little moment was enough for her to get killed. That was it. That was it. I mean, like, literally in just that one second. And then when she realized that he didn't, um, that Piper didn't freeze, and Victor's like, what happened? Why didn't she freeze? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, y'all are having an entire conversation, and this could be a demon sit to kill y'all. Like, what are we doing? Because you see when Graham saw the girls, even though she already knew the three war- uh, female warlocks were supposed to come, Baby, you see, as soon as she saw them, she went to action. She went to ask them, uh-huh. who are you? She put them out. She put them out of that uh-uh. house. She's lucky they didn't, that she didn't try to vanquish them. I feel like the only reason is because she didn't really have time to be like, let me try to vanquish these three warlocks because they're right. But then here's the other part. I know we give Grams a lot for that moment because she deserves it because that was some very intricate magic. And my thing is, what if they really were warlocks and they she put them out and then she locked the door and then they just knocked it in and came in? What was the game plan then? I feel like Grams could have come up with something. Yeah. Graham seems like yeah. she has potions hidden around the house. She also strikes me as oh, somebody who that. probably would have warded the house so they probably couldn't just get back in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she seems like someone who strikes me, who thinks really, really, like the crystal thing. I could see that coming right from her, like early, early on. Like, oh my god, she's very like. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a word. I'm John the blank, but like you see it in Prue, and you you see it in Paige a little bit too. You don't really see it in the other ones like at all. I feel like you can see it in Phoebe in the earlier seasons to a certain extent yeah. with like her craftiness with magic, and then it's like it kind of drifts away. I do think that it's funny that they made that Prue is the one that we see on screen invent the crystal cage, or at least the first version of it, and then they go yeah. back to time uh, when in Witchstock, and they imply that Graham's kind of did it, but mm-hmm. not really. Like with the um putting the crystals around the house. And I know it's not the same scenario because putting the crystals around the house is a protection thing, but it's like I don't know. It's it's just it's funny to me. I don't know. Yeah, and I think it was more like though. hippie magic. I don't think it was actually going to stop anything. That part. It really wasn't at that point. What was it going to do? Turn them into like flowers? They have no right. They have no foul. No power. <laughs> Turn their hate sticks into flowers. And I was like... Now, when she turned up a little bit, when she flung that table into him, mm-hmm. I said, now that's what I'm talking about. That's Penny. And baby, that demon had them buck teeth and Graham said, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but I just remember being like, huh. Anyway, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, there was... A, oh, he was actually like the last warlock in the series. He was. He was the very last warlock that we saw with the power to freeze, no less. Right. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so... so 
Everything else was demons. Mm-hmm. And then them later demons, some of them were kind of whack. Like the season eight demons, some of the ones that Christy was fighting, that was kind of just Billy and Christy. They really didn't do it for me. Yeah. Remember no. the um remember the uh was it the the man was it the imp with the the little things that were flying around? Oh my god, that she yes. had to catch oh, master. Oh, yeah. master and she was punching the things in the air and I said, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the one, I never let this go. But that demon that when they vanquished him, that mask fell down and hit the floor. I said, Okay, we have <laughs> lost our minds. We've lost the budget, but we've also lost our minds. <laughs> I saw the photographer demon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way he was yeah. speaking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's happening? <laughs> like, I know the budget was low, but y'all could at least with the actors' uh, class to get some folks. Y'all did not have these folks off the street. Child, because that's exactly what they did. They went on the street and said, "This is what we're doing." We're shooting an episode next week on Charm. What you doing? You Frank? All right, come on down. <laughs> this is where Tyler Perry got the idea. Shut oh. up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. So y'all, okay. So we we've covered, you know, covered a good little bit of the episode. We talked about the dream sorcerer. We talked about um Piper and Phoebe doing their their little love magic, their love spell. Um, so what was some of your um, of the episode? Let's see. Definitely like that opening scene with uh Phoebe walking in. We talked about it earlier, but that was definitely a highlight mm-hmm. of walking into Quake. <laughs> Those stupid pickup lines. <laughs> shutting them down. <laughs> Baby was not there's a there's a scene at the end where she walks in where like all the flowers are there. And the front of the where you walk in the house, it looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's uh, stunning. Like I don't know if the lighting was perfect. I don't know what was going on that day, but just the the set of the house. Mm-hmm. Some of those early scenes in the house make the house look really kind of like majestic. Yes. Yes. And like the house is a part of like I forget sometimes I look at the sisters, but we have looked at this house in and out for how long we know everything there is to know about this damn house. Yep. Yep. We know the furniture, yeah. we know every nook and cranny, we know the corners, we know the rooms that change. I mean it looked mm-hmm. the opening looked mad wide for some reason. I don't like it didn't always look that wide, did it? It didn't. I don't think so. Hmm. You, you could drive Prune's BMW up in there. <laughs> I didn't like the little <laughs> shots, like when they would show the house, when they would like, you know, the little music to show to usher us into the next scene. I hated the shots mm-hmm. they used at the house because I'm like, girl, why did y'all take that picture wrong? Because it was music, giving key there, there was some really crappy music they dubbed over this episode. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad I pulled out the DVD to watch it. Mm-hmm. I watched it, it on um, was that Freebie? I don't know. It was that music was terrible. It actually kind of brings the scenes down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it yeah, the music it it, it definitely takes away from it. it my so I feel like my favorite part of this episode is not even necessarily anything related to the plot, but it's little stuff that's very nostalgic of the earlier seasons where they would like know where it felt like these were real people. Like when Sky brought them to the, uh, prove the drink and Phoebe was like, oh, hey, Sky, you know, like Phoebe was there like she knew you know who Scott was she like when she was going to go see Piper and she helped her open the door like they would go back there together and it was like I'm here at my sister's job things like that and like they were at the house and Piper was exercising and she wanted to get a, a perfect body like I missed that kind of stuff in this episode I feel like because the demon the demon because the villain was human we got a chance to kind of focus on like the human aspect of them a little bit more so that that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah, that's why I liked Quite because it was a really like good setting to display like like their humanity and their sisterhood in a way that P three couldn't provide. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I like seeing Prue at Buckland a lot also. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. liked it because then we got to play with other characters like Rex and Hannah. Yeah. Right. They were really fun. To me, they were really fun. I didn't appreciate them when I was younger, but watching it again, like they tickled me. Hannah really just really hated Prue and it tickles me. She hates her. When she stole that woman's uh, sandwich, I knew she was just being paid. Like you are a demon and you're stealing this woman's turkey sandwich. I promise you, I cannot wait to talk about Wicca Envy because I think that's the episode. I love like Rex and Hannah. I think made good first villains. Like, yeah, were they great? No, were they competent? Probably. What well, Rex seemed like he was the most competent of the two of them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because like, Hannah didn't do anything. Hannah didn't do nothing. Hannah didn't do. And then like, it's funny because I low key feel like even that was like either sexist or misogynistic i'm not sure which one the fact that like the female demon was the catty one you know who just like didn't like another woman and it was like i hate you so much and you you know like what was the point of that and then he was constantly having to like calm her down and you know do things to soothe her and quench her insatiable appetite for murder and i just i don't know yeah, Wicked Envy is definitely going to be an episode mm-hmm. to talk about. So, we already know that James loves Phoebe's opening, like, when she's walking into the restaurant. Are there any moments, like, fashion-wise that stood out to you, whether it be positive or negative? Was there Was there a part you just absolutely loved or a part you just were like, I don't know why how this got in this episode? Well, we already mentioned the end. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but they wore like throughout the episodes, like they wore the dresses uh, that was on like the DVD cover and like the promo pictures for mm-hmm. season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, because Prue wore hers um, in that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she sure did. She sure absolutely did. 
Baby but then Piper got the as well use it. Right? Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, and then Andy, he had his turtleneck. Oh yeah, he looks so nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. And, and Prue getting a third hand flower from him. Flower that he stole from from Piper and, and Phoebe, who they got from the various men. Andy like, didn't look good. And so did Daryl. Oh, Daryl, I was good. Daryl, they look good, baby. Daryl, <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, baby. Oh God, Daryl looks so. That man is. I do. We don't. We don't appreciate early early Daryl enough. We don't. We really don't. That man. Yeah. That man, what I do kind of hate is that Daryl does the same, and he does it all throughout the show. It's not unique to this, but Daryl does the same when he talks. So he's like. Like in between words, and it drives me insane, and not in a good way. Like he doesn't do it as much here, but he, I think, because his voice is kind of deep, you can hear it sometimes. He'll be like, "Andy, I don't even want to know about that." <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, uh, now I'm gonna notice it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna it's have to look for it now. I'm gonna tell you that the worst, like when it is at its absolute 100% worst and it is the most noticeable of the series is in Charmed Again when he hits um the man over the head and it's like it didn't cause that was what made me first notice it because it doesn't he didn't hit him hard enough for him to be out of breath and he's like you guys had enough uh en- enough going on today huh I just thought I was enough. call me if you need me and I'm like, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up that clip after this is over with. Yes, it that was what made me first notice it because I never really like paid attention to it beforehand. And I was watching the episode one day and I was like, why the, why is he breathing like that? Because I was, I and I rewound it because I thought maybe I'm tripping. And then so I so I said, okay, well maybe it's because he hit the man over the head and it was it made him tired for some reason. But he does that the whole show. It's just, it's not as bad most of the time. I think because he's standing still as a general rule, or even if he, like, he does it kind of, he does it kind of in all Hallowell's Eve. Like, when he'll talk, when he was talking to Leo, he's like, who are you? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't want you to stop breathing, but I want you to learn how to inhale and exhale where we cannot, where we are not privy to it. Like, it just, oh God, it just drives me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to be able to look out for that. Yeah, it, it is hilarious and frustrating and all kinds of everything together. Okay, so where would you rank the dream sorcerer on our list of villains so far? He's definitely Ooh. towards the bottom for me, I think. Mm. Is he better than his shapeshifter? Maybe four. Maybe four. Okay. I okay. He might be better than the shapeshifters because at least he was getting something done, and he didn't have to break into the house to do it. Like he was, <laughs> right. he was working. From he got some results. He got some results already. He, he did. Yeah, he did kill someone. He did. And he almost got proof. Like he he legitimately almost had her. So it's like he was, I think, a step above at least them. Yeah, because the shapeshifters 
at their worst with just a nuisance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He killed somebody and he, he had Prue down bad. And the thing about it was he almost got Prue on his first try. Th- that part. Yeah. That part. And the shapeshifters could never. I don't even think the shapeshifters could have taken Phoebe out. Like this version of Phoebe <laughs> that couldn't fight. Like I don't know. Maybe the girl head. could. Oh but yeah, oh, definitely she definitely could. Oh, you know she could. She, I feel like, I feel like she could have taken the source out if she wanted to. Like Mama was just, <laughs> she was just a, a killing machine. Mama was ready to take somebody out. She didn't care who it was, how it was, where it was. Mm-hmm. So, oh, <laughs> what about Tony Wong and Yama? I'm not gonna put Yama on this list. Because I feel like Yama didn't care. He would have taken anybody. I mean, he would have taken Dolly Parton if we had thrown her in. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he didn't really actively do anything. Mm-mm. He he was just there to collect. That's all he was there for. So I'm gonna leave him off. Now that man whose name Tony, whatever. Uh huh. I, I feel like. He was not competent, really, because like, okay, you you shot Mark, you killed him, and then like in this open alleyway, you set his body on fire, and I'm like, what is he something? So I think, <laughs> I just don't think he was smart. But so I'm I'm gonna put him beneath the dream sorcerer, <laughs> but maybe above. <laughs> <laughs> because he did manage, because he did manage to kill someone and kidnap a charmed one as a human. Yes, yes, and he actually had a good plan. Like outside yeah. of whatever else, I think about him. Like you know, he did it in, to me in a sloppy manner, but he did have a good plan to fake his own death. So and it did work, and it did work. He had to like he had to be thwarted. So. I feel like <laughs> pretty much it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty hard to find somebody that I think I would put underneath the the shapeshifters. The shapeshifters. Because I'm never going to, and I'm going to every single time we bring them up until we stop bringing them <laughs> up. I'm gonna bring up the fact that he had to use his he had to turn his finger into a key to get into the house. <laughs> because I just feel like I feel like there's no way I can rank anyone under them <laughs> unless they do something worse like even the grimlocks i feel like did better than that so i mean they did still children's sight though yeah like, yeah, like I mean, they, they did something they did something they were kidnapping shit i mean but now to be fair they were just picking kids up and running with them so you know they were just like picking them up and being like let's go get start the car you know but even then they were wearing suits so i'm gonna still put them above the i know we haven't gotten that far yet but i just i can't give a whole lot to the to the he using people and then we got mad and then he kicked the door in and i'm like baby you don't have no kind of other powers. You don't have nothing going on. And you had to kick the door in. But you... Okay. It's funny because people were shape-shifting like nothing later in the series. Even the drawn ones. Even so the like, <laughs> so like what, the one thing that you got isn't even special. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like, there's nothing about you in any shape, form, or fashion that is special. And then, like, the only thing that I think I can give them, what can I give them? is that they thought well on their toes in the moment. Like, when he shape-shifted into Andy and was like, I'm just here to check on the house. But even then, I can't give you too much because I just feel like, okay. Anyway, so, okay. I'm done with my tangent on them, I promise. Okay, so we got Jeremy at number one, Victor Hallowell at number two, Javna at three, the Dream Sorcerer at four, Tony Wong at five, and Shapeshifters at number six. I am tickled pink that there are three humans <laughs> above the shapeshifters. Not, <laughs> not one, but three. <laughs> three. They they were just the worst. They were so incompetent. You know, now that's making me just not even want to ever watch that episode again. But I, I like the episode for what it is. It's just bless them. It, you know what's what's the wildest thing about this what? is that the humans have killed more people. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they actually have a record. They can actually go back and say this is what we did. The shapeshifters. I mean, they just the the one the girl when she crushed a can. You had one job yeah. to do and couldn't even do that. And couldn't even do that. Mm-hmm. You literally couldn't even do. <laughs> He should have just stayed shape uh, shifted as the uh, mailman and just took his job. Like, just just go go to right. Work. Yeah, just just make an honest living. Mm-hmm. You gotta have house. You know, just live your life out in peace. Mm-hmm. Like, just just go, be free, please, because this is you know fun. how bad it is that humans are better at the villain than you. <laughs> That's and, really sad. And this is only episode five. And every human villain that has appeared so far has been better than you. That is crazy. Out of six, that's the half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call myself a demon or whatever they were. I'd just be like, okay. All right. We're human now. We just can shape. They different. basically are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they really were. I mean, again, this is before demons could teleport or anything, so they're having to walk across the street. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, God, I left my tennis shoes in case we gotta run. Like, okay. Yeah, they probably had to take a taxi to go visit Victor. Before Uber was a thing, <laughs> they're like, Could you so we can get the company. Right? Uh, that's so funny. Jesus. You just imagine them call, calling a taxi. Yes. Being like, oh, we got to go visit Victor so we can you get his help and get to the charmed ones. <laughs> go call the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> An hour later, they make mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she calls in there and she's like, Hey, what's the address here? And he's like, It's written down on the slip of paper. That's why we left it there. And it's just <laughs> like, I could just imagine that conversation happening. And I'm so tickled. I'm so tickled. <laughs> well, y'all, I think I'm going to go ahead and call this a wrap. 
Yeah, I think yeah, it was a good episode. It was. We got, we got some good stuff. We did. We did. We always do. Maybe we we eat. Can't so. even be fake humble about that. Per. <laughs> at the end of the day, child, the story tells itself. So, well, all right, y'all. You know, I think we had a a great session tonight. I think we had a great discussion, and I hope y'all guys had as much fun as I did. I did. Thing, and I hope you guys have a great week. You too. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm about to finally go eat something. I know it's like twelve thirty, but I'm gonna eat something. Um, I'm, my my eyes about to. I was gonna say peel together, but that don't make no sense. <laughs>